¿Qué onda, mi gente? You are listening to Brown Raíces, where we talk about the rich Chicanx history and culture, discuss the issues affecting brown communities, and where we explore badass, groundbreaking Chicanx and Latinx literature. I am your host, Yesi Rubio, and this is Brown Raíces. Today we are talking about the term Chicana or Chicano, what it means and how it came to be an identifier for many people in the U.S. We are also talking about Aslan, the origin story of the Aztecas. Before we get into it, I want to say thank you for listening, whether you are walking, driving, at the bus stop, or haciendo quehaceres. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I promise you will learn something new today because Brown Raíces is on a mission to share true history. Sin más rodeos, let's get into it. The term Chicano or Chicana today represents a complex and multifaceted identity that encompasses pride in Mexican heritage. It is a term that has evolved over time in terms of what it means to people that use it and identify with it. Someone who identifies as Chicano or Chicana is culturally aware and is empowered by their roots and Mexican heritage. But it wasn't always this way. Chicano was originally used as a derogatory term towards Mexican Americans in the United States. Some scholars say it was first mentioned in a Spanish language newspaper called La Cronica in 1911, where it was used as a slur against less cultured Mexican Americans and recent immigrants. It was used to refer to their less assimilated or more working class peers. Since the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo in 1848, when the U.S. took about half the land from Mexico, including Texas, New Mexico, Utah, Arizona, Nevada, California, Mexicans living on the U.S. side had two options. You can either relocate to the south where it was still Mexico, or you can stay here where the border crossed you and now you're in U.S. territory. Those who decided to stay were promised to keep their land and allowed them to speak the language and practice their traditions. Todo iba a ser igual, except now you're in the U.S. side, and from one day to another, you are now an American citizen. Pero luego, they were like, psych, that land is no longer yours. We need it to build railroads and infrastructure and work the land. Plus, you need to start speaking English and start Americanizing yourself. A lot of Mexicans began to assimilate por miedo. They were afraid and started to slowly erase their language and customs. We know a lot about the lynching of black people, but Mexicans were lynched too. Between 1850 to 1930, the NAACP, which stands for the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, estimated about 335 Mexicans were lynched, and a lot were left unreported. They had no choice but to assimilate. Even in school, students were scolded for not speaking English. So if you were less assimilated, you were a Chicano less American. The term Chicano emerged again during the civil rights movement in the 1960s and 1970s, which we all know was a time for mass organizing and civil unrest, where activists such as Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X were demanding equal rights and social justice for the Black communities. Well, Chicanos had their own movement around the same time, which we will take a deep dive into in a different episode. But what I'm trying to tell you right now is why the resurgence of the term Chicano was and is so important in modern day. Let's take a step back. 
The Aztecs called themselves Mexicas. That was their name in Nahuatl, the dialect of the Aztecas. Mexican Americans adopted that Mexicas name and made a fusion of it, Chicanos, to give themselves a new identity that embraced both their indigenous roots and, sadly but true, their double colonized identity by Spaniards and Anglos. Chicanos in the movement of the 1960s and 1970s reclaimed the term to give real meaning to their racial identity. They had been oppressed and marginalized for so long, only looked at as a force of labor and nothing else. Working conditions were bad and are still bad for brown people. El movimiento was the time to reclaim land and space and demand for justice. The Chicano movement was an act of resistance. Time for a change, pues. Mexican Americans have always been looked down upon and treated as second-class citizens. I am sure you have heard brown people say, No soy ni de aquí ni de allá. Not from here nor there. In the U.S., we aren't American enough, and when we are in Mexico, we are from El Gabacho, Los Americanos, Los Pochos. We are left in a limbo. Chicanos held on tight to their indigenous roots and called home Aslan, the place of origin of the Aztecs. A lot of scholars say it is a mythical place of origin, and others rebuttal that Aslan is a real place somewhere in New Mexico or Utah. So here is what you need to know about Aslan. We know about Aslan because the Aztecs or Nahuatl people wrote about it in codices, which are manuscripts with pictures. There were many codices written by the Aztecs, but when the Spaniards arrived to the Americas, those fuckers burnt books about medicine, religion, the universe, and other books full of wisdom. Anyway, the Codex that chronicles Aslan is in the Codex Boturini, and it talks about the Aztec migration from Aslan to the Valley of Mexico, which is modern-day Mexico City. According to Nahuatl legend, there were seven tribes that once lived in Chico Mostoc, the place of the seven caves. It is described as an island, but rather than an island on a sea, it is an island upon a lake. Nonetheless, these tribes represented the seven Nahuatl groups. These seven groups left Aslan, guided by their god Huitzilopochtli. He told them that they would be known as the Mexicas. After many, many years of travel and battle along the way, they settled in Tenochtitlan, which is in the outskirts of Mexico City and where the Piramide del Sol is. Aslan means the land to the north, the land from whence we, the Aztecs, came. One big mystery surrounding Aslan is exactly how far north it is in relation to Mexico City. There has been many attempts to find the physical space, searching in Utah and even New Mexico. So knowing this origin story, the Chicanos living in the United States clenched hard onto this homeland called Aslan because Chicanos are descendants of the Mexicas. In 1969, Aslan was introduced by the poet alurista, Alberto Baltasar Urista Heredia, at the National Chicano Youth Liberation Conference held in Denver, Colorado. He read a poem that would become the preamble to El Plan Espiritual de Aslan. The term Chicano or Chicana was used during the Chicano movement to embody pride and also speak out on the social injustices that Mexican Americans had been enduring for many, many years in this country. In this podcast, you will hear me use the term Chicanex for gender neutrality. 
So when you hear it, keep this history in mind. It is not a derogatory term, but rather a sense of pride in identity. You will also hear me use the term brown and Latine or Latinex, which will be used interchangeably to talk about a broader community encompassing other countries in Latin America, not only Mexico. Brings us to the end of this Brown Raices episode. I hope you enjoyed learning about what it means to be a Chicano and what Aslan means. Tune in to our next episode next week, where we will be chatting about the Zoot Suit Riots in Los Angeles in 1943. Don't forget to follow on Instagram at Brown Raices. It is a brand new account, so it will really help to spread the word on this podcast. If you like this episode, make sure you share it with your familia and friends. Hasta la próxima.